Guess who? It's me again. It's five o'clock. You care what the mainstream media says? What's up, family out there? You're listening. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you for having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. What's going on, fam? Good to see you guys out there today. Hope all is well. We got the other camera set up. We're going to play around with all of this stuff here today. I got a lot done today. I got um, basically the, the place pretty much good to go here. Uh, everything pretty much uh, sorted and so forth. Um, you know, day, days and days are rough, uh, but uh, we're getting through it with your guys' help and with a lot of prayers uh, and a lot of time uh, reading the Bible. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but, uh, so good to see you guys out there today. I got a lot of good stuff, uh, uh, lined up for you guys today, a full, uh, action packed two hour show for you guys. Some breaking news, just hitting the, the news wire here just a little bit ago. So we'll get into that in just a moment. Um, but I'm glad to see you guys working your way in here today. Thank you guys so much for being here. Do me a favor, drop uh, the links out there into your favorite social media. Tell your friends and family to come hang out with us. Tell them why you listen. I appreciate you guys all very much. Uh, we look forward to uh, to continuing to do what we can to, to spread the message out here uh, and do what we can. So thank you guys very much for being here. Do me a favor. Check out pill.net, the foxhole.app. Swing and a miss. Yeah, that, that the foxhole.app. Check that out when you guys get time. Uh, <laughs> the foxhole.app and pill.net. It's a great place to hang out if you guys haven't seen it yet. Uh, make yourself a simple account over there. It's really easy to sign up. And if you want to help support streamers, the foxhole.app is the best place to do it. The, the vast majority of your money goes directly to the streamers instead of to the platform like DLive and Twitch and other places. The vast majority of your money ends up going 
uh, you know, to, to the platform instead of the streamer. So that's why the Fox Without Eye is great. And we have a great family over here. There's a lot of great content creators that are live over here right now. Amy Joe, God loves you. You guys need some prayers. Head over there and check that out when you guys get time. 412 Productions, I was over there hanging out with those guys earlier. Great to see those guys still doing great work over there as well. True Reporting, GL Wingnut, TikToks, Uncle Krusty, Beetlejuice, the new one. I haven't seen that one out there before. Sloan TV, quite frankly, Pastor Chatelet, uh, WRH Rivero, Patriot News, all live right now. So if you can't find somebody that uh, that, that you like as presenters over there, uh, yeah, find somewhere else then, I guess. <laughs> but anyways, I uh, appreciate you guys all very much for coming in to hang out today. We got uh, some a lot of good stuff lined up, so we'll get to that in here in just a moment. Everyone over there at the Fox Lab, thanks for being here today, guys. I appreciate you all. First in the house is Toria. Thank you for the coffee. I see you say, say something nice. No. <laughs> Heads up, hugs, and prayers as always. Thank you, Toria, for the coffee today. God bless you. Max Sooner out there hanging on as well as Palladius. Thank you, sir, for all you do. God bless you. Tracy, God bless you. Lurking and eating. What's for lunch? What's for dinner? I Great to see you out there, Tracy. Hope all is well. Leadfoot's in the house. RP4L and many others out there working and getting their way in here today, as you guys heard. A lot of great content creators. Craig's over there with 412 today, so the vast, the first part of the show will probably be, uh, you know, everyone hanging out with them for a little bit, and then they'll work their way in here as well. T-Rex is in the house. Chris, thank you for all you do. God bless you thanks again for the kind thoughts and prayers for all me all you guys trying to help lift me up i appreciate you all very much kirk is in the house as well d live crowd there is some people out there lurking on d live i'll they they banned my chat so that's apparently gone forever and tiger network in the house as well much love to you guys i appreciate you all do me a favor when you guys get time check out the website uncensoredaid.com it has everything you need to learn about uh you know how to get a hold of me everything out there telegram true social links how to watch merchandise the rest every day monday through friday Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, Rumble, CloudHub, and Tiger Network are where you can find the live stream every day, 4 Central, 5 Eastern. Appreciate you guys very much. The previous two shows are up on the screen, finally. I got a picture of uh, General Flynn with Joe and I. Figured that'd be a good one to put up on the website as a reminder from all of us. I appreciate you guys very much. If you want to help keep the lights on, please do. I need your guys' support and prayers very much right now. It's a difficult time in my life, as you guys know. And I appreciate you guys all for helping helping to pay the bills and help keep the lights on. Cash App, PayPal, Patreon are all active. Why? Because some people prefer those platforms. And I don't want to, if somebody wants to use that platform, I don't want to, I don't want to stop them from using it until they ban me from it. Then they will. That'll happen soon. Uh, Basically, the best one, though, is really Cash App and Buy Me a Coffee are the most popular ones. Thank you, guys. All. Almost 80 supporters over the last month or two that has been just lifting me up with great love and prayers. As you guys saw, we have the new MyPillow ads that are up there. Check that out when you guys get time. MyPillow.com backslash Abe. All of their huge sales going on right now. Overstock sales and the rest. Check out that when you guys get time. You can link that directly from the website. And then finally, at the very bottom, Facebook, True Social Gab links, as well as the email address and link trees. And the P.O. box is going to change today if I remember to do it. That is. Sometimes I, I just want to get out of the website stuff and get away from it. You know what I'm saying? Tennessee Tim's in the house. Thank you for the can. God bless you, sir. RP4L. Politius. Who cares? In the house. Good to see you, brother. Hope all is well. Victoria. Damn it. Completely missed what you were saying. How did you figure out it was me? Um. Oh, I'm sneaky like that. <laughs> uh, the email address <laughs> it had uh, I think that's what it was uh, I also have rumble up now finally so hopefully I can have I got all my chats pretty much ready to go so I can see all you guys at once now that way you guys can really distract me even better than you used to be able to I don't I don't drive anymore so I only go with what I heard <laughs> gotcha uh, trick ponies in the house Toria uh, gotcha gotcha I say that but I'm wondering if anyone is going to take my order <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Oops, I didn't mean to do that. Um, 
All right, so Rumble crowd's working their way in here today. Do me a favor, hit that plus button on Rumble as well. So as you guys have maybe just heard, as is breaking pretty much just right now, uh, we'll hop to it here pretty quick. Let's see what they got going on here. Uh, this is from, let's see if I have, I think this will play. I don't have my Telegram. I deleted the Telegram desktop, at least on my computer for now, because, yeah, it's... Uh, for me, you know, everyone says, ah, you're already spied on. What's the difference? Well, then everyone also says, uh, stay away from TikTok. What's the freaking difference? That's what I would like to know. If you're, if you're, if you understand the collusion of, of Amazon and others selling your, I don't know. For, so for me, Telegram is on my way out. I don't care about what anybody else thinks about it. That, but, but, uh, you guys should know telegram. If, if it's, if it's, we're being warned about it, you should heed that warning. If that were me statement from Dan Chinko's council just now about five, 10 minutes ago, here you go. Huh? You want to say, say that again there, buddy. We're, something about we're happy the public is has learned the truth about Danchenko's innocentness. Let's try it again. Uh, we thank these jurors for their hard work and deliberation and reaching the right result. And that's all we have this time. Thank you. Sir, what does it say about Darren's program? What, what does it say about the FBI? There's a good question. And their corruption, misfeasance, oh, malfeasance. Damn, Ivan, I had you a little too loud there, buddy. Uh, but I, Ivan was there, uh, so that's good to see. I didn't realize that was from him. Um, this breaking from uh, Washington Examiner just a few minutes ago. Igor Danchenko trial, anti-Trump dossier source, found not guilty in Russia's investigation trial by Jerry Dunleavy about uh, a few minutes ago, about an hour ago or so. Here is the, uh, let's see what this says here. You, you, you want to play or no? You don't feel like you don't feel like sound, putting any sound on, huh? Okay, cool. All right, well, let's try that. You want you now? Okay. All right, a uh, jury has found Russian national Igor Danchenko not guilty on four false statement charges, declining to convict him for the allegations that the main source of the British ex-spy Christopher Steele had lied to the FBI about his sourcing for the discredited anti-Trump dossier. The jury reached their decision on Tuesday after less than two days of deliberations, delivering John Durham another defeat in his long-running investigation of the Trump-Russian investigators. After the special counsel... <clears throat> um, Lost another false statements case against a Clinton campaign lawyer in May. Hey, Dolphin, God bless you. Thank you for joining me here today. According to Durham's November 2021 indictment, Danchenko anonymously sourced a fabricated claim about Trump in 2016 campaign manager Paul Manafort to Charles Dolan, a Clinton ally who spent years, including 2016, doing work uh, for the Russian businesses and the Russian government. But in a blow to the Durham's case, the judge threw out that charge before the jury could decide on it. Durham's indictment also alleged Danchenko lied to the FBI about a phone call he claims he uh, received from someone he believed was Sergey Millian, a Belarus-born U.S. citizen and a businessman that SteelSource said to told him about a well-developed conspiracy of cooperation, as they say, between then-candidate Trump and the Russians, which the special counsel said is false. Uh, yes. Danchenko briefly appeared outside the federal courthouse with his wife and a legal team after the verdict was handed down, though he did not speak. 
There's there's Igor there. We've known all along that Mr. Danchenko was innocent, said the lawyer. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. Durham released a statement by email. While we are disappointed in the outcome, we respect the jury's decision and thank them for their service. The statement said, I also want to recognize and thank the investigators and the prosecution team for the dedicated efforts in seeking truth and justice in this case. <sighs> Did the public learn anything about Danchenko other than that the FBI really is a corrupt bunch of meatheads that have all been fired? We all we all know they've all been fired, right? A verdict came after Durham took aim at the FBI in the closing stages of his trial on Monday, addressing the elephant in the room at the trial. Durham made it clear that he believed the FBI had botched up his Trump rush investigation, but that lies told to the bureau by expired Christopher Steele's dossier still mattered. Durham said that the FBI mishandled the investigation at issue and that the FBI didn't do what they should have done in the inquiry, in the inquiry, bluntly stating that the FBI failed here. You think he said the jury did not have to feel bad for the FBI agents and stressed that his special counsel team is not here to defend the FBI's handling of the dossier. All right. If the FBI is on trial, why is are you talking about Igor Danchenko's trial? The special counsel also offered up a possible options of FBI's botching of the Trump Rush investigation, rhetorically asking if the FBI was simply incompetent, yes. Working in coordination, yes. The trial has revealed Danchenko was on the FBI's payroll as a confidential human source from March 2017 to October 2020. That's the only revelation we get, huh? The FBI paid him. Good to know. Um, also got partial immunity because that's, you know, that's pretty much everyone in D.C. gets qualified immunity for anything. Brian Auten was outed even more so as a scumbag that he is. And um, that's, you know, the rest in the details. Yeehaw, yeehaw. Let's go see what Technofog has to say. He just dropped this just a second ago. Um this is from the Eastern District of Virginia, as you guys are aware. Igor Danchenko not guilty on all counts. And what we learned from the trial, yes, do tell, Technofog, 45 minutes ago. Igor Danchenko has been found not guilty, providing false statements to federal officials in the course of their investigation into the Steele dossier. After, after count one was dismissed, the Charles Dolan count, these charges remained. Count two, Danchenko told FBI agents he received a call in late July Whatever, the counts are the counts. Um, that's the difficulty of proving a false statements case with when the FBI and the Mueller special counsel were uninterested in pursuing the truth. I, I was told Mueller was a white hat. As we've seen from the course of this trial, <clears throat> the most important takeaways from this trial have never been the alleged lies. Danchenko himself has long been known as a fabricator, with his deceptions revealed as soon as information and his involvement in the Steele dossier, his background, and the FBI interviews was released. Q observations from 2020 from ourselves and many others. Did Steele's primary subsource lie to the FBI? Uh, full Nelson with the hat tip there. What is more important is, th is that which informs our understanding of the Trump-Russia investigation and the FBI-DOJ Mueller misconduct that sparked Crossfire Hurricane and continued through the Mueller investigation. That information was revel revelatory. The institutions were on trial alongside Danchenko with Derman recognizing in closing arguments that the FBI mishandled the investigation at issue and the institutions rightly suffered. <laughs> Danchenko might have been spared, but th is there any reasonable doubt as to the FBI's incompetence 
and guilt. This past week, we provided some of the most comprehensive coverage of the Danchenko trial you'll find. Our goal is to always provide the most relevant information, preferably through transcript excerpts, excerpts where you, the reader, can see the testimony for yourself and reach your own conclusions. At the same time, we also aim for, for a concision. We hope that we achieved those goals. For us, here are some of the most important highlights from the trial. Steele offered up up to a million dollars to corroborate the dossier. Danchenko was a confidential human source for the FBI from March 2017 through October 2020. He was accused of giving a number of false statements during that time period. He was paid over $200,000 as an informant, and his status as a confidential human source buried him as a witness. Sources and methods. Huh. Sources and methods, huh? See, now that's interesting. Uh, I'll see if I can find that. I don't think it'll come up on that search, but Mueller special counsel had FBI agents and analysts investigating the Steele dossier best purposely limited the scope of that inquiry, making sure any information damning to their investigation was, would be, would not be uncovered. Huh? The Mueller special counsel and FBI agents and analysts investigating the dossier purposely limited the scope of the inquiry, making sure any damaging, damning information to their investigation could not be uncovered. Huh? So you're telling me that Mueller was just a cover up operation. I could have sworn you may have heard that somewhere before. The boat is sinking. Oh, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> you guys all come out during this time to just run your mouths as if you have any kind of insight or any kind of knowledge on anything. You had no fucking clue what's coming, so go fucking somewhere else and run your mouth. Former FBI intelligence analyst Brittany Herzog testified she learned of Charles Dolan's connections to Danchenko during her time with Mueller special counsel. She requested to interview Dolan. Others opposed that request. The opposition won out. In interesting. That is interesting for sure. Um, that they wouldn't allow her to interview Dolan is very interesting. That, that tells you a lot about the FBI leadership, does it not? FBI Special Agent Amy Anderson, also part of the Mueller Special Counsel, requested to interview Dolan as well. Her request was shot down by superiors. Huh, go figure. Anyone was surprised by that? Director Comey was informed on all parts of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation from its beginning up until, theoretically, his termination. Why was Comey terminated? Anyone? Well, because he was obviously a white hat. He was obviously working, you know, he was, he was fired because obviously he was doing the right things. FBI Special Agent Kevin Helson, who handed Danchenko as a handed Danchenko as a confidential human source, omitted key derogatory information that Danchenko was the target of a previous espionage case in his opening paperwork. I would like to know what espionage case. I would like to know what espionage case that Danchenko was a previous target of. Could that possibly be? Something to do with the Clintons, maybe? Just asking questions here. FBI Special Agent Kevin Helson was recommended to assess Danchenko's employer and look at the financial nature of Danchenko's employment. Helson failed to do so, of course. FBI Special Agent uh, Kevin Helson was recommended to investigate whether Danchenko lied in his visa and immigration documents. 
Helsin failed to do so. Helsin, uh, there's a purpose in the reputation, was recommended to conduct a polygraph on Danchenko to determine if he has ever been tasked by a foreign individual, entity, or government to collect information or to perform actions adverse to U.S. interests. He failed to, poly- to polygraph him. Crossfire Hurricane started based on a suggestion of some kind of suggestion from a friendly foreign government. Quote, a suggestion of some kind of suggestion from a friendly foreign government. Who? Like the United Kingdom and MI5 and MI6 or Israel and Mossad or Italy and the Vatican? What what friendly government? Friendly government. (laughs) Comey is not a white hat. Yeah, you think? Hey, Dongo, what's for dinner? Crossfire hurricane started on the base of the suggestion of some kind. It was opened as a full investigation, which allowed for the use of investigative tools not allowed at the preliminary investigative stage. Yes, such as FISA warrants, such as the FISA warrant on Carter Page. Why didn't more of that come out in any of this? I mean, obviously, it's not relevant to Danchenko, but then again, why are we even talking about Danchenko? I asked this question two weeks, a month ago. You guys could have saved yourselves a whole lot of time. But, eh, whatever. At the end of July 2016 and soon thereafter, however, the FBI didn't have enough to, to, to secure the warrant and the evidence wasn't there. FBI analyst Brian Auten was unable to confirm and corroborate any of Steele Dossier's claims from the receipt of the document until the first FISA application in October 2016. Who signed those FISA applications? Does anyone want to talk about that? A delicious shrimp dinner. That sounds wonderful. FBI analyst Brian Auden and FBI colleague Stephen Soma. There's a name. There's a there's a name from the past. There's definitely a name from the past. Soma is he's definitely in there, isn't he? Uh, maybe not. Soma's not in there. Why does this Soma... Soma rings a bell, anyways. Uh, the colleague Stephen Soma knew Democrat Charles Dolan could be a source of information on the Steele dossier, neither asked Danchenko about Dolan. Dolan would ultimately testify that he believes uh, some dossier information came from him. The FBI checked with other agencies and was unable to corroborate the dossier information. Yeah, they weren't trying to corroborate it. <laughs> FBI analyst Brian Auden is subject of the F of German investigation and will likely be suspended by the invest by the FBI. Uh, when? <laughs> well, we're, we're talking about four years ago now. This guy is still getting a paycheck. Sergey Million was a confidential human source of, of course he was in the Atlanta's field office. That's a, of course you got to tie in Atlanta to it. Crossfire Hurricane team found no evidence Million had assistant in the interference of the 2016 presidential election. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, just because you found no evidence, uh, that's that's how these people work. <laughs> what a freaking joke, dude. Um, the last bullet point here, hey, Trick Pony. While Danchenko told FBI he spoke with Million, emails from Million demonstrated he had no idea who Million was. The FBI and Mueller special counsel never obtained those emails. The unanswered questions. When presented with FBI failure documented during the Danchenko trial and the Michael Sussman trial, 
one can't help but be reminded of their investigation of the DNC hack. Both investigations have similar types of errors. <laughs> errors. I like how they, I like how Techno Fog puts the errors in quotes. Thank you for doing that, Techno. The failure to pursue investigative leads and collect evidence and uncooperated claims of Russian interference or collusion based on information provided by DNC Clinton contractors. Here, the FBI and Mueller special counsel refused to interview witnesses with knowledge of the dossier allegations. In the case of the DNC hack, the FBI never obtained the DNC server. The FBI didn't even obtain the unredacted CrowdStrike reports related to the hack. Instead, the, the FBI <laughs> relied upon CrowdStrike, hired on behalf of the DNC by disgraced attorney Michael Sussman to essentially inform the FBI's assessment of the hack. As Aaron Mate explained in this essential essay, which we read when he, when he first wrote this, the fact that the Democrat Party employed two private firms that generated the core allegations of the heart of Russiagate, Russia email hacking, and Trump-Russia collusion suggest that the federal investigation was compromised from the start. Compromise is one word you can use. <laughs> A conspiracy from the start is another Where's our RICO indictments? I mean, the American people have been pretty fucking patient with these people, have we not? Is it too much to ask for some indictments with regards to RICO? Apparently it is. Just be patient. It's coming. When? At some point, mistakes consistently made in one direction cease to be harmless errors and become circumstantial evidence of something nefarious. In another context, we might call that cumulative weight of circumstantial evidence. While we can draw interference and for inferences from that behavior, Durham faces a more difficult task using such circumstantial evidence to build a criminal case. Maybe he has more, maybe not. Maybe these FBI agents and officials were adept at hiding their criminal conduct under the guise of incompetence or cluelessness or a poor memory. The FBI has been covering shit up since its existence. Yeah, I'd say they're pretty fucking good at it. We also ask, whether that's it for Durham, as do I. I hope we get another surprise indictment. I kind of actually think we will. I mean, I still believe that there's more coming. Deep down, if you ask me, I would say yes. I believe there's more coming. But <laughs> when? <laughs> Wall Street Journal reported this would likely be the final prosecution of the special counsel to be followed by a report detailing Durham's findings that'll be heavily redacted and tell you jack shit about anything. If that's true, expect the report to be submitted after the midterms, absent further developments by other prosecutions by the Durham special counsel. If that reporting is true, it is, after all, from the Wall Street Journal. And it is a leak about the Durham investigation, which there have been none. Zero, zilch which 
which tells me that I also believe Durham may be not quite done yet, but we'll see. What's up, Brian? The movie's getting good. I, I agree, but I'm getting pretty freaking impatient, brother. This I can tell you. <laughs> this I can tell you. Um, the only I think the only reason why we know so much about this is be, obviously because of the Q drops. I mean, so how much of what we have learned in the Q drops is maybe just not always there as well. Not all fully vetted information as well, because you couldn't corrupt information. You couldn't corrupt investigations, right? With with anonymous drops, you can't you can't risk investigations. So, how much of it do we really know? We know all of the circumstantial that all these people are tied to the Hillary Clinton email cover up to until the rest, as as Techno Fog just put out pretty. Pretty solidly there, I'd say. So there you go. How do you prune a tree? You start from the bottom. I get it. I get it, but I mean, they stole an election to cover this up and they put Garland, who's nothing more than just a puppet for Soros and the globalists, whatever, he will do whatever he's told. And, I th oh, there you go, Politius. Under this investigation, he's got a boss. And Garland ain't going to do shit. There you go. I was just getting ready to highlight that exact point. You know? So, I don't know, man. What do you guys think? I, are you guys just as, as sick and tired of talking about this shit as I am? I mean, at some point... Is real justice ever going to come? Can we can we stop talking about the, the the lower limbs and start maybe talking about I don't know um, you know the actual criminal conspiracy that that exists? Uh, the mainstream media doesn't even cover the bigger picture of all of this stuff. They never will. They're not allowed to. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. What's good, Rumble Crowd? I see you guys out there. Hey, AJ Sanchez, knocking my socks off. Glenn's out there lurking as well. Justice, cat girl. Hey, good to see you. Um, I mean, again, I there's a lot of people with a lot of speculations with Durham based on, you know, uh, good, good information. I, I'm with them. We should be seeing a lot more. When? <laughs> it's how much longer we got to freaking wait, man. Shouldn't this bombshell drop before the midterms? Asking for a friend. I don't know, man. The gold pills are out there flowing. You guys rock. Thank you very much. Do me a favor. Hit that um, red pill button over there. Over there on the main page and help uh, help spread the uh, the word about what's happening over here. Tennessee Tim, who cares news and Brian, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. God, this movie is really getting good. I I hope it continues to to keep moving, but I mean, yeah, Mags Mer Merrick Garland ain't gonna do shit. You know what I'm saying?
All right. <clears throat> Arrest somebody. <laughs> it will come. I mean, I'm with I'm still I'm trying to stay optimistic, but look. That October surprise needs to come here pretty quick. I was kind of hoping it would be Hunter, something on that front, but I ain't seen anything on that front either. The good news is, is the FBI is finally being exposed for the scum they are, you know. Um, Undead FOIA just true thing. I am more confident than ever that there was a significant and brazen conspiracy that included the FBI. Yes. The ball has been moved forward, but if we don't solve this, they are not going to be dissuaded from meddling in the 2024 election. They are not going to be dissuaded no matter what we do. Um, They're going to try to cheat. They're going to try to rig this midterms, and they're going to try to rig the 2024 election. Yes. They have set their playbook in motion. We better be ready for it. Thank you, Toria. Dolphin says, I see it a little bit differently. We knew, and there was never any intent to get in convictions. I don't, I don't under, I, I'm not sure I agree with you. Um, I'm because of this. Um, there's a grand jury impaneled for a reason, and there's a, a special prosecutor assigned not not to uh have a public show trial right um there's a there's a grand jury because of, of extreme federal criminality and uh we're not seeing many results from from Durham yet he does not have a pretty good track record that's for sure thank you Toria for the 200 gold pills i don't see anything truly coming until after we take both houses um i don't have any zip zero zilch <laughs> Uh, let's see. What's the word I would use? Expectations or, um, yeah, I guess expectations of justice from anybody in DC. So what, what is DC going to do? They're going to, they're going to hold more hearings that are going to have subpoenas. And then what? There's no, there's no teeth to anything DC can do. So. I don't, I'm not, I just don't, um, I don't, you know, getting, getting the public to learn how bad it was. Okay. Then, then that I'm with you on that. You know, let's make sure that the word gets out there that we're not all lost our freaking minds here and that it was way worse than it's, it's way worse than people think. Um, but shouldn't there be other indictments already announced? What what is he waiting for? What what did he get exposed in this? He got exposed that the FBI agents that are, have been fired and or are under investigation are going to be dismissed. Great. Got that. Learned that in 2018. So I don't know, man. I, I'm trying to stay optimistic with it. But when, 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 when are we going to get some real indictments for cons- criminal conspiracies? There's a serious RICO case here, and it should be pursued, and I'm not seeing it being pursued. Wasting time with Danchenko doesn't get you any closer to a RICO. What, you get Dolan in there, and that gets dropped by the judge? So then what? You can't even get Dolan admitted. 
that's a major loss. So I just see it as realistically as I possibly can. I'm not trying. I don't. I'm not trying to spin this in any kind of way. Durham wasting time with Danchenko, as I told you a month ago, is just a waste of time. And if it, if the goal is to inform the public, um, swing and a miss. So that's my take on it. Willow ladies in the house. Hubby says check the check to check the prophets of God. He says he listens to them on YouTube. Uh, is that um? I saw somebody just send me a DM. Is that what you sent me there? I'll check those DMs out uh, after later on tonight. I, thank you guys. So we'll see, guys. Right? We'll see. I'm just um. <laughs> I I've always thought that Danchenko was a waste of time. All right, let me move off at off Danchenko. It is treason and it is Rico, and I'm not seeing anything about on that angle. I'm still waiting for uh, tribunals like everyone's been telling me forever. And I keep trying to tell people that you're not going to see mass arrest. Remember that one? Boy, did I lose a lot of followers over that. But Q said, oh, my God, I need to listen to something. And I want to sit here and listen it with you. Is that okay? I think it's worth your time. That's why we're going to do it. It is Dan Bongino with um, the FBI whistleblower. And there have been several of these that have come out, and I've tried to highlight these, and actually I really wanted to highlight these in the past few weeks because of some, some uh, they need to be highlighted. This is about a nine-minute interview with the FBI whistleblower from Dan Bongino, and I think it's worth our time, guys. So let's go ahead and take take, take some time here to see this. I'll try, I'll try not to interrupt too, too much, but uh, let's see what we got here. With the Fox News alert, an FBI whistleblower tells all. Folks, the show, we back law enforcement. Me personally, I was law enforcement, but we back law enforcement. When people in law enforcement abuse that privilege and things happen at the top of agencies like the FBI that are not law enforcement and are partisan politics, and we're going to call it out because it distracts from the missions and is potentially unlawful and is unquestionably immoral. A few weeks back, we had FBI agent Kyle Serafin on the show with some stunning revelations exposing some of the Bureau's political bias. Now, more patriots and whistleblowers are coming forward to share their stories about some of the things going on in the FBI that none of us are proud of. One of them is Special Agent Steve Friend, who joins me now for an unfiltered, exclusive interview. Uh, Steve, thanks a lot for your time. We really appreciate uh, you coming out. Um, what did you see at the FBI that crossed the line for you where you decided you were going to blow the whistle? Well, thanks again, Dan, for having me on. Um, my, uh, my ordeal began when I got moved over to the Joint Terrorism Task Force in my, my office here in Florida, and that happened uh, about a year ago, last October. Uh, at that point, I had uh, access to some of the January 6th investigations that were going on from the Jacksonville field office, and I noticed that the, the rules were not being followed as they are laid out in our, um, in our guidance for carrying really? out investigations. After uh, some time looking at these cases, uh, raised a level of my concern that I wanted to express my, uh, my worries with my supervisor and made that protected disclosure to him last August, just prior to some arrest and search operations that were going to be going on with the January 6th subjects that were in our area of responsibility. As it pertained to January 6th, a decision was made uh, that the field offices around the country were going to be handling each subject that resided in their area. Um, at that point, responsibility for pursuing that investigation should have rested with the field office and with the 
agents and task force officers who worked in those offices to carry out the investigation. Uh, unfortunately and, and unusually, uh, the uh, Washington task force was giving directives out to the field on uh, crucial components of the cases and ultimately deciding on whether or not charges should be brought against individuals for participating in the January 6th incident. Steve, do you think that was motivated by politics or some investigative need for this specific case? Uh, I asked uh, and was told by uh, supervisors that when they inquired about it, that they were told it was to get quote-unquote buy-in from the field. Uh, that is not a term that I was familiar with. I can only speculate about motivations. I just know that the, the end result of that is a flattening of uh, a high number of cases of um, rioting and uh, potential domestic terrorist investigations uh, from one incident in uh, January 6, 2021 in one location. Those were spread around the country and gave deceptive uh, statistical figures on uh, an appearance that domestic terrorism was in fact a widespread national in issue as opposed to a one-off incident. If I can sum up, uh, Steve, on, on that portion of it, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, if you were to spread these cases, although the cases clearly happened at the Capitol on January 6th, should have been either a Washington field office case or right there, they were spread across the country uh, given different case numbers, which would make the number of, quote, domestic terrorism incidents look larger than they were if you were to classify it as such January 6th? Yes, the, the bottom line number wasn't going to be changed no matter what, but by spreading the numbers around, I typically use the analogy of looking at police officers' deaths in the line of duty. Uh, anybody who has any uh, statistician uh, background knows that 2001, the 9-11 attacks in New York City resulted in some deaths of uh, NYPD police officers. That caused a nationwide number for the year to spike, but that didn't indicate any particular uptick in violence against police officers. So similarly, by spreading the investigations and arrests around the country, the bottom line number for the uh, domestic terror investigations for uh, the particular year or for, uh, at this point, two years, hasn't been changed, but it's given the illusion that there's an ongoing domestic violence, uh, domestic terrorism violence problem that is uh, going around the country. Steve, what happened when you blew the whistle? Uh, you clearly had some very legitimate concerns about this unusual handling of the January 6th case. Did they entertain your concerns? What happened? Uh, I made my initial disclosure to my immediate supervisor. Uh, after a few days, a weekend in there, uh, spoke to the next level supervisors, uh, ultimately spoke to the special agent in charge of my field office in Jacksonville, expressed all those concerns to them. Um, I was uh, initially put uh, as AWOL for one day. And that was during the arrests that took place for the January 6th investigations that were going on. And then ultimately, uh, I was suspended without pay approximately a month ago. Your wife, ironically, was brought into this as well. Apparently, she was censored on Facebook. Did I, did I hear that correctly? Uh, again, your, your wife, she's not an agent, correct? She was censored on Facebook for putting some of this information out there? Uh, censored for sharing a direct message with an individual. My, my wife, not an agent, uh, she's actually an immigrant to this country from Ukraine. Her Facebook account is private. It does not actually have her name displayed on there in English. She only uses the account to send direct messages and to uh, look at family pictures. My wife sent her a direct message. 
identifying herself as Steve Friend's wife. And uh, within 30 minutes of having sent that direct private message, her uh, Facebook account was suspended for violating the terms of use. It was a suspension, and then the following day, it was uh, permanently shut down. Regarding the Christopher Steele case, I know that's not specifically what we were addressing earlier in the interview, but the Donald Trump-Christopher Steele Russian collusion case is being investigated now. Without getting into the weeds on that, um, it's clear at this point that the FBI was paying multiple sources, and at least some agents went in front of a magistrate, which I've done myself as a former federal agent, and swore out the things they swore were true, which weren't. You know, if we're going to have a FISA court, Steve, that's non-adversarial, in other words, there's no defense attorney in there, then it's imperative that we have people with honor and dignity who swear that what they're saying is true. I don't even think a FISA court's a good idea at all, but that's for another day. Um, this is a big problem at the FBI. It's a serious case. Yes, it is. It's a serious allegation. You're right that I, I really don't have any direct knowledge, uh, but I can tell you that um, I am happy that this has come to the public's awareness, similar to my complaint. Um, and if it does bear out to be something that's accurate, um, you know, I, I think it indicates a, a pattern in the FBI's behavior that it's willing to operate outside its rules for uh, carrying out proper investigations, um, which is what I expressed in my uh, whistleblower complaint. I got to imagine there are more people out there that are looking to come forward to try to clean the agency up. I think so. I think that uh, you know, I've received a lot of outreach, especially from the retired agent community, um, but I'm also in contact with uh, current agents. I think that uh, the oath that we took when we became special agents does have meaning, um, and uh, I've yeah. become fond of saying that the oath doesn't retire, it doesn't get suspended. The, the FBI's fidelity, bravery, integrity uh, motto has to mean something to the individuals who who are working on its day-to-day -day cases, and, and I hope that more uh, will come forward and do, and do so correctly in the right way, um, make their protected disclosures to make sure that they're taken care of, but it, it's time to step up. It's time to really be the people that, um, that we were called to when we originally applied to become special agents of the FBI. I want to thank you for your time tonight. I really appreciate it for what you're doing to take a stand. We appreciate it. See, it reminds you, you know, a lot of these people are often dehumanized by all of us. It's easy to generalize and say the whole FBI and all these people are just a bunch of scumbags. And, you know, we got to remind ourselves of the seventh floor. You know, we got to remind ourselves of that there have been a lot of changes and that these people were put into place by the Obama administration you know, as their little shadow government. And there's a lot more of them than just the previous seventh floor. The, the least talked about story in the past five, four, let's see, um, 2018, where are we at? Four years. The absolute least talked about story is that the whole head of the FBI had been fired, including Comey. I don't think, I wonder how much of the public real knows that. There was people that, that watched these shows that did, you said, what do you mean the seventh floor is gone? I said, the whole, the whole seventh floor of the FBI has been fired. The whole counterintelligence division.
gone. All the leadership, lawyers uh, tied to it, gone. And this is one of the things that we learned in 2017, 2018, that was one of the most important things about the institutional corruption that we see. You see an FBI agent like Steve Friend, and you're reminded that dude's got a wife, got a family, or going to have, you know, has a family, brothers, sisters, mother, mother, father. You know, and it's so easy for us just to, just to generalize it and the whole FBI is corrupt. And I don't, I'm not sure that that's fair. I mean, there are, there are definitely problems in the, in the way that the FBI is structured, no doubt. Does it need to be blown into a thousand pieces? Probably along with the CIA. Major restructuring within the whole government that was started by the uh, Trump administration that will continue in the very near future. It's just too bad we have to wait so long to get this government into a whipped into shape to where it's actually serving the people again. And man, think about the the loss that we have over this, this four year period as we have to wait for the people to wake up to realizing that the whole seven Florida FBI has been fired. And why is that important? Well, There's a lot of interesting things about the seventh floor. The first Q post that comes up with seventh floor is January 7th, 2018. And it simply says it's Q post 494. It says seventh floor is no more. What does that mean to you? Well, that should mean to you. That's exactly what I'm saying. The, and so we'll continue in and just keep reading these to see what more we can find. Um, let me see what this one is. Is this, uh, let's see here. I'm just, let me just scan this one. Over. Okay, yeah. Here's another one. January 13th, 2018, QPOS 520 came in. I remember reading some of these during this time frame and just being blown away about looking into what was thought, what was just being said here. Just, just curious, just like, huh, big news week, huh? And it was a big news week. Future proofs pass. What news was unlocked? The most important question Q has ever asked. What news was unlocked? Let's see. What news was unlocked with Danchenko? Uh, Dolan, I suppose. Um, you know, the confidential human source thing, we could dig that too. Do you believe in coincidences? Uranium one, what public disclosure occurred? Are uranium one DEFCON one non-nuke false command? Why necessary? No such agency. Where did POTUS stop post Asia summit? It was necessary for God and country. It was necessary. No other vehicle to regain entry. This is when uh, there was an assassination attempt on President Trump. Of course, nobody told you that before. And you probably all think it's fake, but it's not. Again, direct knowledge, direct pre-knowledge. Again, warning alert. Think BDT.
Uh, I can't remember what that is. I reached to remember what that was. Shall we play a game? How about a nice game of chess? The floor is yours. Command Y necessary. Who is talking? Think big. Think bigger. Think biggest. Haiti focus. Why is this relevant? What comes next? Clinton Foundation. Boom. Shocked by Admiral Rogers. Class 239B underscore TC. Quote, because of the Democrats not being interested in life and safety, DACA has now taken a big step backwards. The Dems will threaten shutdown, but what they really are doing is shutting down our military at a time when we need it the most. Get smart. Make America great again. We are fighting for our country. Focus on POTUS's tweet above. We got DACA news yesterday, did we not? That DACA has been ruled unconstitutional at, at, at well unlawful at its, at its least um focus on potus's tweet above if democrats shut down the government what happens to the u.s military what specifically occurs think budget why is this relevant the class executive order missing one two three find missing three future proofs past nothing is a coincidence the map is the key planned for three years corruption and evil deep within everywhere patience Q once blasted me while I was live on air for not having patience. So I suppose I should go back and listen to that. There is no escape. There are no deals. Treason at the highest levels. Foreign agents within our government. Highest levels. The puppet masters have been removed. All vehicles of delivery removed. Strings cut. Seventh floor is no more. FBI. SD. Uh, State Department. We see all, we hear all, the hunt continues, prison, death, class, Gitmo, red, red, iron, eagle, Q. Waiting on that Gitmo idea. January 21st, 2018, Q post 577 came in. It was a repost of the flood is coming, emails, videos, audios, pics, etc. FBI accidentally deletes texts. There's your cover-up example right there. No such agency accidentally releases it all. Shall we play a game? Expand your thinking. Plan three years. Moves and counter moves. Strategy warfare. This week we'll be revealing Snow White. One, two, three, five offline. Those were satellites. Seventh floor is no more. Communication satellites, we believed. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean big things aren't happening. Night Riders fly. 2018 will be glorious. Q. We think it's the specifics of the dates always have never been specific. That was one of the biggest misreads about Q posts ever is the specific dates of any kind. That was misinformation, but it had to be, you got to complete the freaking sentence. The 47 status, I bet you this Twitter account has been blasted into oblivion. Oh, it's still there. At the underscore 47th. That's a low blow from an old friend. Iran confirmed Zarif Kerry meeting in New York on May 7th of 2018. Remember that? When Obama's shadow government was was uh, was going around ahead of uh, Trump's government. Wonder how much power those people still think they have or they're starting to get it. Ooh, that new Rolls Royce electric car is unbelievably looking badass. May 10th, 2018, can you post that? Interesting that that comes up with 7th. February 18th, 2019, 2779 came in. 
zero delta, another example of just coincidences. Nah, don't don't. You guys don't understand when President Trump tweets and there's a Q post that drops. That's just it's just you can just time it, which they probably could, but still, why? It's a Twitter status that's probably nuked. Is this one there? Oh, wait a minute. What's going on over there on Twitter? That's two Q posts that actually came up. This one actually has a hashtag QAnon. And it actually came up, you guys. What's going on on Twitter? Are we actually allowed to see these things? This Is this too much truth? You can't. How long is this going to last? This is one of about, I don't know, 30 to 50 zero deltas, 30-ish, 35, 33. I can't remember exactly how many zero deltas between Trump tweets and Q posts, often containing relevant similar content. Seconds matter, mathematically impossible on the 17th. The next one that comes up is on what is a very important day for me, July 17th, 2019. What are the freaking odds of this? October 5th, 2018, QAnon baby status. And we had this couple, uh, we interviewed this couple on our show. That was pretty cool. Important moment in time. The picture will be the signifier. The signifier will force the cue. The cue will be answered. Where we go when we go wall cue. <laughs> Oh man, it was a good time. It was good. It was good times, man. Date today, the seventeenth. How many coincidences before mathematically impossible for our nons and patriots? Those of us that who are actually into it and actually paid attention to all these things. It was just another hat tip to all of us, man. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool that that happened. Who was the seventeenth director of the NSA? Washington Post article comes up. Admiral Rogers. Who knows where the bodies are buried? September 2nd, 2020, 4628 came in. It's an FBI link to Sentinel, I think it is. Yeah, privacy impacts assessment for the Sentinel system. Boy, you can't talk about the Sentinel system on mainstream media or anywhere else. That's for freaking sure. The Sentinel system has been discussed recently on this show and others. It's interesting that this one comes up as part of the dig. In conducting investigations, employee of the FBI, employees of the FBI are required to record all activity and document all information using case files. The case file is central system for holding those records and managing investigative resources. As a result, the case files includes documentation and an exception of the case to its conclusion. The FBI uses the case file to manage all criminal and intelligence gathering activities. As you guys know, they don't really do criminal activities anymore. What they do is intelligence gathering activities to make sure that they know exactly who you are. Files do not go missing unless the seventh floor has direct involvement. Follow the logs queue. And here it is. The FBI chain of command for the mid-year investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails the FBI head at that time was James Comey, who has been fired. The chief of staff, Jim Rabicki, fired. Deputy Director Andy McCabe and Mark Giuliano, I can't, Giuliano, I think, uh, fired. Special Counsel Lisa Page, also fired. Michael Steinbach, John Clacone, Bill Priestep, Randy Coleman, fired. James Baker, Jim Baker, excuse me, Trisha Anderson, the FBI attorneys that you have seen recently known as Tosh Gahar and Kevin Kleinsmith fired. 
track Sally Moyer, Kevin Kleinsmith. The date of this Q post, once again, is September 4th, 2020. There you go. Track Kleinsmith and Sally Moyer. Eh, that's why we thought we might get more from Kevin Kleinsmith. But we did find some interesting information from Kleinsmith. So there you go. Fired, 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 and fired. Fox News article, Durham assumed part of the John Huber's investigation into the Clinton Foundation. What and when will the public learn about any of this? Yes, more than just General Flynn learned those things when they are appointed by Barack Obama. Good to see you, Jane. Are you tracking the events of John Durham? Yes, we are tracking them very closely. Scope exceeds illegal spy campaign. Yes, it does. Why? Because the seventh floor of the FBI team has been removed and terminated. The seventh floor is no more normal. Nobody in the media covered it. What other investigations on the same team touch alter the outcome? How other investigations bridged to illegal spy campaign bigger than you can imagine. There's a reason why this was leaked today. The election infection cannot stop what is coming, Q. I hope so. We are waiting as patiently as we possibly can. Hey, Jane. All right, so there you go. There's uh, some some posts from um, the news today of Danchenko and just trying to link it into what, in theory, we're going to see more of in the future. Maybe, possibly, who knows. We shall see. We are at the top of the hour, guys. Thanks for coming in and hanging out today. I appreciate you all out there. J.D. Rich in the house. God bless you. Good to see you out there. Willow Lady and everyone out there lurking on Rumble. Good to see you guys out there today. Much love. Chris, Jane, Brian, and everyone else out there uh, over there on Twitch. Thanks for being here today, guys. Much love. I appreciate it. What else do we have? You You guys have a ton of options out there today, so I get it. It is all good, though. Um, let me see here. What was this? Oh, that's pretty sweet. Found a nice shirt. Nice. I love your shirt there, buddy. Um, all right. Everything else looking good. Twitch crowd looks good. You guys are all doing good out there. All right. Stream health looks great. Thanks again for everyone out there. I appreciate you all being here today. For the second half, we got a lot of other good, interesting stuff out there. Nikki the Greek, thanks you for the cookie. I appreciate that. Tori with the 200 gold pills, Brian again with a can, who cares? And Tennessee Tim, thanks again, guys, for all your contributions. I appreciate you all very much. I will uh, check the DMs after the show here today, guys. Appreciate that. All right, let me see here. I have um, about another 20 articles. Nana says, I remember when I was a kid, Dan Coates and Mike Pence were in every parade when they were starting their political careers, always together. Interesting. That is interesting how uh, people work their way up the chain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I saw the general General Flynn clips out there. Um, yeah, they were they were pretty good clips. So I figured everyone else was probably gonna grab those. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, ah. Um, let me see here. Where is which one of you? This one. All right, let me see here. We got that. We got that. What else do we have here? Oh yeah, this is an important one. Let me get the. Let me get. Let me pull these up here real quick. Uh, the YouTube I got. Oh, the Weissman summary. I kind of wanted to see that. They're in a five-part series now for the Weissman thing. 
I kind of wanted to read that, actually, and see what um, Gateway Pundit has there in that Weissman thing. What's up, Sanjo? How are you today, brother? Uh, let me see. Um, oh, yeah, we have news from across the pond as broken by Denise yesterday. There's a good one from the federal. I got a couple of good ones from the federal, so I want to read today. Definitely want to get to those here pretty quick. Um, let's see here. Germany, Russia stuff, China stuff. I got all kind. Of, I got stuff from all over the world here for the second half. Sweden, everybody's in the news. Oh yeah, this TechCrunch one. And um, where is that? I want to read that right off the bat here. Sam Faddis got a new piece out there yesterday. I definitely want to read that piece. That's interesting news as well. There's, I got a lot of interesting stuff here you guys need to see. Did I already get the, that one? Um, Grassley's in the news too. What else do I have here? Um, let's see. Americans are sounding the alarm over the CDC vote. Did you guys hear about that CDC, CDC, CDC vote? Uh, coming soon to a theater near you. The FDA authorization for immunity for Moderna and Pfizer to be sued is going to be coming, they think, maybe by the end of the week, if not next week. So I don't know if we can raise a hell of a stink about this, but how is it that the FBI, FDA is giving is covering up the vaccine injury reports and on top of that, giving Pfizer and Moderna immunity. So there's a huge push out there to try to get people awareness on that. A week ago alone from Barron's, Pfizer and Moderna stocks jump after the FDA grants emergency use of boosters for children. This was on October 12th. And now the FDA is going to be going for immunity for the for the BioNTech COVID nineteen and the Moderna booster, with children, oh man, as young as five years old. What a world we live in, man! What a world we live in. Chuck Grassley, probably top of the of the mix here today. And let's get straight to him. Thanks, guys, for hanging out today. Much love. What did I just do? That's better. That's even better. FBI possesses significant, impactful, voluminous evidence of potential criminality in the Biden family business arrangements. Chuck Grassley announced this today in a press release on his website. Grassley seeks specific records from the FBI related to the Biden deals with foreign nationals and companies connected to the communist Chinese regime. Coming to us from Washington, D.C., Senate Judiciary Committee ranking member Chuck Grassley is calling on the FBI to produce specific records in its possession indicating potential criminal activity in the Biden family's foreign business deals. It remains unclear whether those FBI records, which have been reviewed by Grassley's investigative staff, have been shared with the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office as part of its ongoing criminal investigation into Hunter Biden. I will tell you this. 
No, it hasn't been shared. Why? Because the scope of that is an IRS investigation, not the criminality of the rest. And that they're not going to allow that stuff to come into play. It's in freaking Delaware. So anyways, um, Grassley trying to get the records, um, you know, brought into uh, to D.C. so they don't get destroyed if they're not already destroyed. Since first raising concern about bias by senior leadership and a double standard by the FBI in the politically sensitive investigations, numerous whistleblowers have made legally protected disclosures substantiating those concerns. Quote, notably, the Justice Department and the FBI have not disputed the accuracy of the allegations that I have made public since May 31st, 2022. The Justice Department's and FBI's continued silence on these matters is deafening and further erodes their credibility. Simply put, enough is enough. The Justice Department and the FBI must come clean to Congress and the American people with respect to the steps that they have taken or failed to take related to the Hunter Biden investigation. Grassley wrote in a letter to the FBI and the Justice Department leadership, as well as the Delaware U.S. attorney. In the letter, Grassley attached a contract signed by Hunter and James Biden and three other business associates. The contract was part of an arrangement designed to funnel $5 million from the Chinese Communist government connected to CEFC to Hunter and James Biden to compensate them for the work done while Joe Biden was vice president according to an FBI interview summary of Tony, Tony Bobulinski. But other records held by the FBI reveal frustration by the Bidens, uh, uh, by the Bidens b- about the CEFC's payments being delayed. <laughs> hey, where's my money? Records previously released by Grassley and Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin show James and Hunter Biden ultimately profited from a $5 million payment from a company connected to CEFC via a separate arrangement. Other records held by the FBI shed light on Hunter Biden's business and financial relationships with Burisma uh, owner Mykola uh, Zhechevsky. These documents include specific details about conversations by non-government individuals related to potential criminal conduct by Hunter Biden. These documents also indicate that Joe Biden was aware of Hunter Biden's business arrangements and may have been involved in some of them. It remains unclear whether the FBI took appropriate steps to follow up on the information or pass it uh, to the U.S. Delaware Attorney's Office. Not likely. Hold up on Delaware. I mean, it's... it's Biden's state. So I just, I don't have, I'm not saying the people of Delaware. I'm saying the, um, the structure of the U S attorney's office. I don't have a whole lot of hope in them. Do you, <laughs> if you've missed, miss, uh, led there, let me know. <laughs> Whistleblowers Grassley frequently hears from current and former government employees who come forward to shine light on fraud, waste and abuse and gross mismanagement in government agencies or by government contractors. He protects the identities of these sources and frequently promotes policies that shield whistleblowers from retaliation. Individuals wishing to call attention to mismanagement or misconduct within the Justice Department and its component agencies, such as the FBI, about the aforementioned allegations or misconduct should contact Senator Grassley's investigative unit at 202-224-3738 or email WB underscore reports at judiciary dash rep.senate.gov. Director Ray has personally committed to Senator Grassley that whistleblowers who have come forward will not face retaliation. 
Senator Grassley's letter is also attached to the uh, to the document here, as you can see. Based on recent protect, um, protected disclosures by my office, the FBI within the possession of significant, impactful, and voluminous. Voluminous is an interesting word. <laughs> What kind of what kind of Hunter Biden voluminous evidence are we talking about here? We're not talking about like Victoria's Secret voluminous, are we? <laughs> oh man, what a world we live in. Interesting that they name Global Investment Ventures and others in here. According to the interview summary, the money transferred to Oneida as part of a venture to compensate the Bidens was supposed to consist of an unsecured $5 million loans intended to be forgivable. Here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll issue you a loan. That way it's not direct payment, and then we'll just be like, hey, remember that loan? Don't worry about it. We're good. We'll just raise money in other ways and launder it from here to there and pay for you, pay for it from here to there to air. Actually, we'll just use the taxpayers to pay for it. That's usually what we do. So Grassley carbon copied uh, Richard Durbin's dumbass, Lil Dick Durbin, and uh, Michael Horowitz, the Inspector General, as well, which I also find to be interesting. I've been waiting to hear anything from Michael Horowitz, the Inspector General of the Department of Justice, but uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for giving me the dictionary definition of voluminous. <laughs> All right, so there you go. That's from Chuck Grassley. If you guys can, if you want, uh, there's a good link to get out there far and wide today. I'll get that one out there to you guys. Here you go. Oh, well, it's going to be hard to get that over there to Rumble, but I'll get it to those spots. From Chuck Grassley today. It's good to hear from Chuck. It's always, you know, anytime we can talk more about this stuff, I think that's important. We got to talk as much as we possibly can about this stuff. More talk, more, more talk, please. Can we, can we have some hearings and things? That'd be great if we could have some hearings, maybe. (laughs) Am I getting just way too jaded for this world now? I don't know how, I mean, take a look around, right? Where is that article? Ooh, that's a BlackRock article. <laughs> Sorry. There's a BlackRock article in there, too. I got a Newt Gingrich in there. I got uh, the Weissman thing. I don't know if I'm going to spend any time on Weissman today. We'll see. Voter privacy issue. And where is my other freaking article? Damn, I really wanted to read that one today. From the Federalist. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Hold on. Lengthy and dull. What's up, Peapot? How are you, man? <laughs> More reports. We need. We absolutely have to have a full report from Durham that's telling us how corrupt our government is. And we we just tell everybody like, look at look at how fucking go- how corrupt these people are. See. Oh, good old Mueller, man. Do we no longer have to have the debate about Mueller anymore? Are we going to still have to have that debate? Or 
Where's my, uh, I think, I think somebody owes me like a, a bottle of, uh, <laughs> maybe not yet, huh? Oh man. Virginia Democrat plotting to take kids from parents who won't trans them. Yikes. Dark Money Group volunteers on how to target voters in deeply racist South. Biden makes an unpopular abortion pitch in the last ditch attempt to sway the midterms. What we need to do is kill more babies. Vote Democrat. <laughs> Seems like a good pitch. Oh, full. <laughs> Or dull, depending, never mind. Climate fanatics stage unhinged publicity stunts as their green agenda leaves Europeans cold and hungry. Trump trash Colorado Republican dude thing. Corporations including to kill our nation's healthcare. That's a good one. Government and corporations including to kill. I think I have that one in our in the list today. We need a protect children's innocence bill as a first line of defense against sterilizing our kids. Would that be a good idea? Here is the one I would like to read for you to guys today, though. There's a couple of them from the Federalist, and then I want to read Sam Faddis's article to you guys next. So without further ado, let's roll. The Rise and Fall of Sexual Sanity in Western Civilization, a well-timed article from August Mayrat. Doug Carlin's book, Three Sexual Revolutions, provides a compelling historical explanation of how hedonism came to dominate our culture. When people think of sexual revolution, they generally imagine sometime in the 60s when drug-addled hippies at Woodstock were practicing free love, women were liberated from the home and entering the workforce, pornography and pornographic images were lining the newsstands, and abortions was legalized and frequent. While this idea not altogether is inaccurate, the West has actually experienced multiple sexual revolutions, and each of them happened gradually. In his most recent book, Three Sexual Revolutions, Catholic, Protestant, and Atheist, David Carlin charts the progression and the logic of sex and its revelations to Western society. The book is succinct, clear, and quite pessimistic. <laughs> I can see why. After, as, after one sees the picture, it's difficult not to conclude that things will get much worse before they get any better. Ironically, the current confusion about sex that dominates the popular imagination bears some resemblance to the confusion of ancient Rome, when it, it, which is where Carlin begins his discussion. In the centuries before the birth of Christ, pagan Rome did at least adhere to some degree of sexual prudence and chastity. Carlin notes, quote, for centuries, Roman women were as famous as their chast for their chastity as Roman men were for their courage. But toward the latter days of the Republic, things had changed considerably, at least on the chastity front. To illustrate this, he cites the scandals of adultery with Julius Caesar, which still meant something in public life. His heir, Augustus, tried in vain to revive the virtue of chastity, outlawing adultery and even making an example of his own daughter who violated this law. However, right after Augustus's reign, sexual chaos soon set in, starting from the top as each successor indulged in increasingly disgusting and destructive sexual fantasies. Although he makes serious points about Rome's sexual decadence, Carlin has a sense of humor about it. When describing Augustus's daughter, Julia, he explains that she had a bad habit of going to bed with men who were not her husband. 
To his point on Emperor Claudius, Carlin writes, the sexual improprieties of Emperor Claudius were relatively tame. He married four times. He divorced his first two wives and had a third executed. His fourth wife was his niece, a marriage Romans considered to be incestuous. The levity works well to counterbalance the unbelievable darkness of these men and women. In such an environment, Judaism and Christianity held a great appeal to dischanted Gentiles, quote, what attracted Roman pagans to the Jewish religion? Two things, especially its monotheism and its sexual ethic. Thus, many Gentiles either became semi-Jews or Christians to join churches that actually set boundaries for promiscuity and abided by logic. This, in turn, precipitated the first sexual revolution. As Christianity was becoming more established in the Roman Empire, the Catholic Church adopted what Carlin calls an attitude of hyperchastity. After all, this is what Christ commanded in the Gospels and St. Paul prescribed in his letters. Influential Christians doubled down on this message, best shown in the conversation of St. Augustine of Hippo, who traded away a life of sexual disillusion for strict celibacy. According to Carlin, this fixation on chastity that placed strict regulations on marriage and recommended an uh, ascetic way of life partially led to the uh, popularity of Noahism, a heretical belief that condemned material pleasure and extolled the spirit. It wasn't so much that the arguments of Gnostics were pervasive, persuasive, excuse me, but a general feeling they tapped into, quote, it was an attitude that held or rather felt that there is something fundamentally wrong with the material world and hence with our bodies. Even ever after Noahism disappeared, the commitment to hyperchastity and a rigorous sexual ethic continued well into the Middle Ages, playing a key role in how the church and Christendom developed. Then, became, then came the second sexual revolution that happened with the Protestant Reformation. Because Luther and other Protestant leaders believed that much of the Catholic Church's corruption stemmed from their hyperchast dogmas, they sought to remove these restrictions. In practice, this resulted in ending monasteum, monas, monasticism, monasticism, monasticism. Monasticism and priestly celibacy. Sorry, that's a word I haven't read in a long or read ever. I don't think this resulted in a monasticism and uh, priestly celibacy, permitting remarriage and divorce, and legitimizing private judgment among believers. Thus, the sexual culture of the Protestant kingdoms transitioned from hyperchaste to relatively chaste, influencing adjacent Catholic cultures to have a similar mentality. This broad agreement on chastity and the Christian sexual morality breaks down in the final sexual revolution. That happened in the 60s. Carlin considers this an atheistic revolution, explaining how prominent atheist and atheistic ideas laid the groundwork for this last sexual revolution. His remarks from the outset, just as the Protestant sexual revolution of the 1600s was an anti-Catholicism revolution, so this modern sexual revolution has been an anti-Christianity revolution. This was what drove the modern forces of feminism, popular entertainment, public intellectuals, and the social sciences. Carlin recognizes 
that though the claims made in these domains have all been largely discredited, they nevertheless had their effect. Hollywood may have been all fake, but the stories they told made sexual dissipation quite real. Alfred Kinsey was a dishonest pervert, but he successfully normalized what was formerly considered deviant. Margaret Mead basically fabricated a sexual island utopia in coming of age in Samoa, but professors continuing continue assigning it, making promiscuity not only normal, but natural and good. Feminists continue preaching abortion as empowering, even though this, this rewards irresponsible men, traumatizes mothers, and kills innocent children, most of them girls. Today's world is the natural result of these influences. The structures that brought about stability in households and civilizations at large are quickly breaking down. Whereas chastity and marriage were the general expectation for men and women, Carlin lists what has come to replace them. Premarital sex, cohabitation, promiscuity, unmarried parenthood, abortion, homosexuality, and homoconformity, actively endorsing homosexuality, and transgenderism. In such a climate, the idea of marrying and having children becomes not only unusual, but even hateful and judgmental to those who have alternative lifestyles. As sexual morality has given way, so too has religious practice. The argument of Carlin's conclusion mirrors the memorable quote from Fulton Sheen, quote, if you do what, if you do not live what you believe, you end up believing what you live. Religion was set up, religion, which set up limiting principles to sexual behavior is waning. Because of this, there's no reason to see sexual conventions change trajectory or diminish Carlin foresees a continued dis- disintegration of religion and the home with the lingering remnants of Christianity uniting in the cultural and political struggle against atheism. To call Carlin's analysis sobering would be something of an understatement. Rather, it's profoundly dour with little hope of redemption. His tone is one of a jaded man who has seen it all and can see all too clearly the inevitable doom to befall a fallen civilization. And while he's done his part to explain why this is so, it would have been nice to have some kind of solution or way forward. Instead, he simply concludes that he'll be long dead before there's any change on the horizon. Then again, Perhaps this is a challenge for the reader to take on after reflecting on the history given to three sexual revolutions. True, it certainly seems like Western civilization is reverting back to its ancient past where so many varieties of relational dysfunction brought about the decline of great empires, and it may be the case that today's decadence will do the same. However, if tomorrow's leaders can heed the warnings of today, the only re- it's only reasonable to have hope that they can ignite a fourth sexual revolution in the future by adopting the Christian values that ultimately redeemed Rome and ultimately restoring some semblance of order and virtue to families and communities. August Mayrat, English teacher in the Dallas area with a very well-written article. Thank you for letting me read that to you guys today. Next up, animal sex. Pretty much my friend pretty much 
Let me keep it moving. Bottom of the hour, guys, and you guys are all listening and lurking. Removing men from their God-given, protective, and responsible nature for women has been detrimental. Cat girl, God bless you. Thank you for hanging out. I appreciate you all very, very much. Yes, Denise, on top of the news yesterday, we'll get to that in momentarily as we get to the second half of the of the hour here today. Um, I really want to read Sam's piece real quick. How long is Sam's piece today? Um, it is worth our time, and then we'll rapid fire the rest of the show. How's that sound? How does that sound? So, uh, opinions on the camera view. Too far away, too close, sideways. I'm still thinking about like an upper view or I don't know. I don't know. The lighting is a little bit better today, although... It's not snowing today either, it's, but it's freaking freezing out there. That is for sure. Religion has always been used to enforce morality. You know, any wonder why they are trying to get rid of religion? Yes, indeed, my friend. Indeed. Oh, man. It was a rough day today, my friends. It was a really rough day. It's gonna, I'm going to continue to have those. Uh, is it possible the Chinese really did hack our elections? Yes, it is possible. Let's see why Sam Faddis is asking the question. Thanks for hanging out with me today, guys. I appreciate you all very much. Uh, hey, seize the day. God bless you. Good to see you. Nana, thank you for the gold pills. Who cares? Thank you for all the cookies. Cookie fight out there. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, man. Sean, Joe, Nikki, Nana, all you guys out there hanging out, listening and lurking. Much love and God bless you all. Thank you all very much for the gold pills. I appreciate it very much. I do a lot of speaking, says Sam Faddis, on election integrity. I say frequently, while there are endless problems with the security of our elections, I don't believe the Chinese hacked the 2020 election. Whoops, that's not the one I Wanted when I wanted to do that. Hey, seize the day. God bless you. Good to see you, Nana. I think that's not what I wanted to do either. All right, Sam Fat is here. I don't believe the Chinese hacked the election, but now he says he may be wrong. All right, let's see what Sam has to say here. Ouch. Sorry, hold on. All right, a number of weeks ago, True the Vote broke the story that a company called Conic in Michigan was storing data on American election workers on servers in China. Excuse me. The True the Vote leaders, Catherine Engelbrecht and John Phillips, were, of course, ridiculed by the so-called mainstream press. Then Los Angeles arrested the head of Conic and charged him with violations of U.S. laws by the handling of personally identifiable information by storing it on servers in China. The ridicule stopped... Even the New York Times had to issue a retraction, as you can see there. It got much worse since then. Connick wasn't just storing data in China. Connick was using contractors inside China to do work inside the United States on American election systems. Oh, this exact language in the criminal complaint filed by Los Angeles, quote, on or about October 10th, 2019 through October 4th, 2022, Eugene Yu and other employees at Conic Incorporated 
We're providing these services to Los Angeles County using third-party contractors based in China. Quote, Conic employees, known and unknown, sent personal identifying information of Los Angeles County election workers to third-party software developers who assisted with creating and fixing Conic's internal Pochief software. Huh. What's up, Kurt? Good to see you, my friend. Connick gave Chinese contractors in mainland China super administration access to the electoral systems on which Connick worked. It is incredible enough that Connick itself had ever had such access. It's literally almost beyond belief that Connick would have been in a position to grant such access to other entities. Yet again, it is confirmed by criminal complaint filed against the company. Quote, on or about August 18th, 2022, Luis Nabergoy, project manager for Connex contract with County of Los Angeles, confirmed via messaging app Ding Talk. Messaging app Ding Talk. Interesting. That any employee for Chinese contractors working on Poll Chief software had super administrative privileges on all Poll Chief clients. Mr. Nabergoy described the situation as a huge security issue. An individual with super administration access to a system can do effectively anything inside that system. Oh, huh. He or she can delete data, steal data, alter data, change programming, etc., etc. Perhaps most importantly, that individual can cover his or her tracks because they can potentially also access and alter all security protocols and programs. So Connick, which has numerous questionable ties to Chinese entities, was allowed to punch a hole in our election systems, and then Connick was allowed to grant that same level of access to unknown contractors in China. And yet it gets even worse. Connick doesn't only work for state uh, and state electoral systems. Connick also appears to have access to something called the Uniformed and Overseas Citizens Absentee Voting Act, also known as military ballots. The full extent of that access is yet unclear, but press reporting suggests that Connick was hired on at least one occasion to do work for the Department of Defense pursuant to the UO CABA Act program. Well, 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 where have you heard that before? Department of Defense provided blanket purchase agreement to Chinese communist company Connick. Here is the link, as you guys can see here. It is good to see this getting out there finally. I will get this link out there to you guys. Do me a favor, please, 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 please. A DOD contract with a Chinese company manipulating military and dependent ballots. Anybody in the mainstream media feel like covering a pretty important story for our troops? Anyone? Bueller. Bueller. (sighs) In 1986, the federal government enacted the UOCAVA to provide special registration and absentee voting provisions for military and overseas civilians. The DOD administrators, the the OCAVA program, persuades to the act any uniformed and overseas citizen can register to vote and request an absentee ballot via the system. The individual simply submits what is known as a federal postcard application. They are then sent 
an absentee ballot. How many of these do you think are actually U.S. citizens? Does anybody want to do the dig on, on military ballots and, and see a, a audit on them? Why has nobody talked about military ballots sent via this system that are from that are likely not from Americans? I've, I've seen very little reporting on that as well. A person requesting a ballot under that program can, for some inexplicable reason, select any address they want when registering for a ballot. Per the Federal Voting Systems Program, any an, an overseas non-military voter may claim an address of domicile, even if you have not physically been present at that address. <laughs> nice. There appears to be no requirement that the individual requesting a ballot even prove that they are a U.S. citizen. Sam Fett is all over it. I should just keep reading, I apparently. In 2020, the FBI, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, Election Assistance Commission, and National Institute of Standards and Technology described the UO CAVA process as a high risk and susceptible to fraud. As planned, it's a feature. <laughs> Not a glitch. Interestingly, the number of non-military voters skyrocketed to 573,000 from originally in 2016, 228,000 in the 2020 election. Isn't that interesting? Huh. Well, well, well. <laughs> If Conic and contractors in China had super administrator access to the to the system, as they did in some cases, still do have access to state electoral systems, they could have done literally anything in inside the UO CAVA system. The idea that we have a backdoor into our voting system with few or any safeguards to control who registers to vote is a little bit troubling. The thought that this backdoor could literally be under the complete control of entities connected to the communist China is chilling. And the fact that there is a DOD contract to have China do this says a lot about why we're at where we're at right now, does it not? <laughs> No audits are done on where our money is spent. You saw that uh, Raytheon thing today? Just write Raytheon a check. Nobody, nobody looks. In the four years leading up to the 2020 election, roughly 350,000 people registered, quote-unquote people, registered to vote using the, the UO CAVA system. That system may well have been compromised. All indicators point to mainland China. Does that tell us right now that the Chinese communists are behind all of this? It does not. It does tell us that somebody in the federal law enforcement ought to be burning the midnight oil to find it the fuck out. Maybe the Federal Bureau of Investigation when it's done pointing guns at anti-abortion activists or threatening homeschooling mothers can find some time to look into this maybe. It may sound incredible, but it's time to ask the question, is it possible the Chinese really did hack the election? Sam Faddis with some good stuff today. Some good stuff there, Sam. Do me a favor, uh, mod over there in Rumble. Can you grab that link and drop it into Rumble, please? 
as we are about 20 minutes to the top of the hour. Thank you all for being out there today. Much love and God bless you all. I appreciate it very much. Let's keep it moving today. What do we got here? Kanye West to acquire uncancelable social media platform parlor. All right. Man, I don't want another freaking social media platform, but I've been waiting to get on parlor for a reason. Uh, maybe now I'll take a look at it. You need to expand the audience as much as possible. If Kanye is going to make it a free speech platform, I shall uh, take a closer look at Parler. We'll see what happens over there. A very interesting release today from the Western District of Virginia. Check this one out. United States Attorney Kavanaugh appoints dedicated officials to answer Western District of Virginia election complaints. This is Christopher Kavanaugh. He's a U.S. attorney in Virginia. He'll lead the efforts of his office in connection with the Justice Department's nationwide election day program for the upcoming November 8th, 2022 general election. Assistant uh, U.S. attorneys uh, Lena Boucher and others, Ronald Huber in Charlottesville. Interesting. Michael Bodnett in Roanoke have been appointed to serve as district election officers for the Western District of Virginia. In that capacity, they are responsible for overseeing the district's handling of Election Day complaints of voting rights concerns, threats of violence to election officials or staff, and election fraud in consultation with the Justice Department's headquarters in Washington. Very interesting. So we'll see. I'm kind of hoping that there's going to be more than just Virginia. You know, they'll have U.S. attorneys. But then again, who you know, probably got to look into the, who these uh, Baudinay, Baudinay, Huber, and Boucher, and, and these other ones are. You know what I'm saying? Boston University made a new COVID strain. That's great. We can all die faster. <laughs> Good job, Boston. All right. You guys doing okay out there today? Thanks for hanging out with me. How's the, how you guys doing? All right. All right. Okay out there. All right. Okay. Chris Schaus. Thank you for that. Covenant Gardens. Big blue wave set records for early voting this week for the midterm. Big blue wave set records for early voting this week in the midterms. Our uh, early voting usually um, starts off left early, as always. Who cares? And sooner did Kanye say he was buying part of the DOJ, open up an investigation on him? Go figure. Uncancelable, maybe. Pamela, thank you. Hey, Joe, bro, thanks. China is asshole. Thank you. Pamela, uh, small support. Thank you for your hard work. I promise it does get better. Uh, I don't think time's going to be able to heal this one at all. There's really no healing this one. Zero healing going to happen on this one. This one's going to be an open salt in the moon for the rest of my life. But thank you for the kind words. I appreciate that. Inside Paper had some interesting stuff today that is probably, you know, narrative forming. But I don't know. Maybe not. This one's definitely narrative forming because that's how Inside Paper works. Right wing. By the far right. Yikes. What's up, Mags? Sweden electing a far right wing whack job, right wing, far right wing, right winger, bringing winging far and white over there. He's a he's a right winger, way right wing, conservative right winger, 
We, we, what we have to do is we have to say that every five seconds. He's actually the leader of the conservative moderate party in Sweden. But it's it's much better when you say far right, raw right, right ringer, as Inside Paper loves to do. So anyways, Ulf Christensen elected as prime minister in parliament. He is the leader of the conservative moderate party in Sweden. Congratulations to Swedish voters on that front. The Great Awakening shall continue. No kidding, people. Jeez. China's social media users beg for accounts back after a protest ban. What do we have here? Dozens of Chinese internet users have posted desperate pleas for access to their WeChat app accounts after hundreds were banned, which means thousands, for posts about a rare street protest in Beijing against President Xi Jinping. Really? <clears throat> the app is critical to daily life in China, allowing hundreds of millions of people to communicate, make payments, take part in COVID-19 contract tracing and access entertainment. It's the social media score app of the future. WeChat. Well, you want to do anything? Well, make sure that your COVID contract tracing is good to go. Been, been uh, exposed to COVID? We'll send a bus your way to pick your ass up, throw you in the back, and send you off into Never Never Land. Hundreds, if not thousands, of WeChat users had their accounts blocked, some permanently, after making reference to a small demonstration in the Capitol on October 13th that called for Mr. Xi's ouster. It comes as a sensitive time as the ruling Communist Party of China meets for a five-yearly Congress to anoint Mr. Xi to a historic third term in power. Interesting. It's also interesting that China delayed their um, <coughs> economy reports economic reports today uh as you know g is going off for re-election wouldn't it be interesting if g was not brought in for a third term now that would be very interesting quote i really have serious reflected on my stake and I, i'm on my mistake and i promise i definitely strictly abide by the guidelines wrote one beijing resident I sincerely hope your company can unblock my account i will never impro uh, I'll post inappropriate video or image again there you go. And that's how they get conformity, as always. Hey, Mindy. It is great to see you out there. I hope you are having a, a uh, great day. It's nice to see you. I was just thinking about you. I hope all is well. It's nice to see you out there. Can't refer to it. It never happened, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. Um, but that is interesting that that's happening in China. The, 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 obviously, the news for me is not that, that these people were blocked. The news for me is that she is going into a, you know, into a, a, a Communist Party of China's five-year Congress to anoint him to another third term happening right now. And that protest actually happening is, you know, just interesting in general. Russia prepares to toughen anti-gay law and a conservative push. It's interesting because... We have had a lot of push for tolerance in America with regards to, you know, the gay lifestyle and the rest. And even within the conservative movement in America has grown, I think, exponentially in, in tolerance on this issue. And what's interesting to me is when I discuss Russia and the, the, the MAGA crowd that has this infatuation with Putin um, that, that just is 
misguided on every level. But anyways, one of the things that the ultra-right MAGA conservative crowd argues, besides the fact that Putin is their hero, is, for example, he is very tough on gay people. Now, if we just look at history of humanity, the gay lifestyle has kind of been around for since its deception of humanity, has it not? And the tolerance therein, I think, as America has been rightfully uh, been accepted. Now, the push from that into children and the rest has been purposeful. But nonetheless, I think as a society, we've done the right thing by having tolerance for gay lifestyles. And one of the things that the ultra-right MAGA points to Putin as is the way that he chastises and jails and destroys people's lives in Russia for those that are gay. So I just found that to be an interesting comparison. Um, You know what I'm saying? With with the ultra-right MAGA and the ultra-right Russia, why they look at each other um, with respect and such misguided respect anyway, in my opinion. Insider Paper also had this guided discussion. Germany, because it always is guided by Insider Paper, German cybersecurity chief sacked over alleged Russia ties. That's the just the headline that I wanted you to hear. But, I mean, uh, the, the exposure of Merkel has been very interesting with her ties to Russia and how all of that has, and the pipeline issue has all been, you know, raised recently, how why it's so important that all of that happened and the bought and paid for Merkel over Russia. Now you have the cybersecurity chief sacked over a uh, Russia ties as well. So um, clearly Russia has had their influence in Germany since probably what the fall of the wall. I would probably have to say is when they really started getting the, getting to work over there. And uh, now I half wonder if we've witnessed the fall of Germany while nobody's looking or while everybody's looking at, at your crane. Uh, seems like it anyways. Let me keep moving here today. JD Rich CCP puppet as, as is Biden. She is. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, I we'll see. I think you're probably right. JD Rich. Um, but I have seen that there have been, um, I don't know, rumblings from the CCP party about she as well. So I'm kind of interested to follow that anyway. Up in Wisconsin, newcomer Tim Michaels can make Wisconsin's the most important gubernatorial race in, in the country. Indeed it is. Governor Evers is a leftist scumbag who could care less about the, the people in his uh, um, state, and he's doing everything to destroy the rule of law in Wisconsin as well. Michaels is an important... Uh, um, Kind of, I wouldn't call it a bellwether, but interesting. It's interesting to watch for sure. Government and corporations are colluding to kill our nation's healthcare system. An article by Chip Roy in today's Federalist. One of the most important discussions with regards to the Bernie Bros kind of discussion, along with uh, MAGA now, how we've all kind of debated these these ideas over the past what five, six, seven years. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, on all different forms of social media. And one of the things that unites like the, the blue dog Democrats, the libertarian minded, the conservative minded, and, um, you know, the Bernie bros, which I would consider to be more ra- radical left minded, um, is healthcare and pharmacy and the collusion with big government therein. And, one of the truths about the globalist agenda that has now been finally released is 
the private-public partnership cooperation that is part of the globalist agenda. And this is how they are able to get such influence over corporations like Coca-Cola and Pick One Anyone. Um, these public-private partnerships are uh, I scratch your back, you scratch mine style setups, right? This has been happening for a long time, but now it is a conglomerate of people who are moving towards the globalist future. And one of the things that has destroyed our nation's healthcare system, starting with the foundation of Obamacare, is the collusion of colluding with government and our healthcare system. A great article in Chip Roy. It's a seven-minute read, and since I have seven minutes left in the show today, as two hours are flying by today, as they always do, I will highlight that when I get it out there to social media for you guys later on today if you want to check that out. Um, True Social and uh, Gab and... Uh, uh, let's see, True Social Gab, CloudHub, and uh, Telegram, where we can find those links if you want to find those later on tonight. From Denise yesterday, dropping us some breaking news that hits zero heads today. It seems like, Denise, we do that often, do we not? Yes, we do. Happening in the in, uh, United Kingdom with the, the National Health Service. Indeed, the single-payer system in the National Health Service will go bankrupt because you guys can't keep affording what you guys are paying on that thing. Liz Truss says, sorry, as conservative party majority not wants Boris Johnson back. <laughs> That didn't take long. Uh, the healthcare of the future is going to be great because we are going to take back this country and provide small government solutions that are going to bring back small practices that was built that that made our healthcare system great as it used to be. The solutions are in the Tea Party, and it just takes time for us to get them done. We will get it done though. It's been a crushing week for UK Prime Minister Liz Truss who just days after firing her chancellor and uprooting her entire economic program, and according to some, burying not only the queen, but also the British pound and the Tory party, apologized for threatening Britain's economic stability after she was forced to scrap her vast tax-cutting plans and embark on a program of eye-watering public spending cuts instead. Dope. Denise already highlighting the National Health Service. That is why you can't make budget cuts because a single-payer system is never going to work. And the sooner Britain realizes it and and just destroys the single-payer system and goes back to a private practice-style setup, that is going to be the only solution going into the the future. And we we will get it here in America. I, I truly believe we will. Five minutes left and 10 articles left. This ought to be good. Let's see how fast we can do this. BlackRock downgraded by UBS over growing ESG investing risk. Joe highlighted this one on the 14th, and I wanted to make sure that you guys saw this today. I made sure this article was archived for sure as BlackRock getting downgraded. The greatest globalist puppet master there is is BlackRock. Everybody, everything goes through BlackRock. And in fact, all these foreign investments coming into America are operated through BlackRock. And the fact that they have been downgraded is uh, interesting in the bigger picture of things. Is it not? It should be to you as well. I just listened to Innocent Ironic and that great album yesterday. I'm going to go back and listen to that today, I think. Wireless headphones like AirPods could be dangerous to human health scientists petition. So... The conspiracy community has been talking about conspiracies for a long time about, you know, Bluetooth and wireless inside of your ears. You're you're transmitting wireless signals into your brain may not be a good idea. And now scientists in 
uh, the United Nations, um, led by the International Electromagnetic Field Alliance, which works at non-ionizing electromagnetic fields, scientists warn wireless headphones like AirPods can result in neurological disorders. So we got that going for us. You think Apple uh, will be held accountable for, you know, <laughs> making people go insane? I doubt it. The exposure to EMF is generated by electric and wireless devices, the scientists claim. These include AirPods, Bluetooth devices, along with smartphones and Wi-Fi, which produce radio frequency radiation. People commonly use these to listen to music all day long. The original use of these was not meant to be in your ear all freaking day long on hours at a time. They were meant to be used when you answer the device, not walking around with them in your, in your ear, listening to something all day long. The danger on this is real. And I hope that more people will pay attention to, uh, to this danger as well. New Gingers, as you guys know, is one of my, um, you know, I, small government heroes, I'll just say that. If you look for small government policies, Newt Gingrich is one of the names that comes up. And the former speaker now has a latest bestseller, which is targeting socialism, rightly so. is a, a five-minute article in today's American Spectator that I had lined up for you guys. But since the time is falling away, defeating big government socialism, saving America's future, uh, Newt Gingrich's new book out. I think I'll add that to my collection. John Nicosa, the person this discovery exec was talking about is Jim Acosta, likely to be fired soon. Really? I've been waiting for the media to be held accountable for misleading the public, but I have not seen anything yet. However, comma, we are starting to see some movement over at CNN and other places. The rumor out there today is Jim Acosta has been fired. If you guys seen anything on that yet, let me know. If not, I have a feeling you'll find out more soon. Joe Hoff has, has now a four-part, a seven-part, excuse me, series about Andrew Weissman. I'll get this one out. This link there out to you guys in the social media there today and into the chat here today, guys. Um, you know, again, when we did the, the Mueller debate four years ago, whatever it was, three years ago, Everybody ignored Weissman. I could not figure out why, man. I could not figure out why. Mueller had his right-hand hitman next to him, and everyone was just like, yeah, he's he's there to provide cover, sure. All right, uh, Cuxta, yeah, right. Um, a recent solution, and also in the Gateway Pundit by Joe Hoff, recent solution to voter privacy issue in election systems actually emanates ability to reconcile local results with fin final results and should not be implemented. Um. Before the 2020 election, Professor J. J. Alex Halderman gave this presentation that we have talked before. I don't know. I had this one highlighted. I want to try to take time for it, but I don't know what's happening there. FCCED. Let's check in there before we wrap the show up here today, guys. Thank you all for being here today. I appreciate you all very much. Much love and God bless you all. It has been um, a rough month nonetheless, but I thank you guys, as always, for your love, support, and prayers during this difficult time. And... Um, it's good to get back into the grind of of, of, of the show. FCCED, former Punjab minister arrested in a bribery case in Pakistan. Brother of the former L.A. councilman, Jose Huizar, pleads guilty to lying to the feds in a bribery case. And Leonardo DiCaprio named as a witness in that Fuji's case. Joe found that one. I found that one to be very interesting. Um, that... Uh, that case ties to 1MDB and a whole lot of other things. Um, 
Justice Department files multiple lawsuits to stop illegal sale of unauthorized vaping products. That's interesting. A lot of that going on out there. Carter Healthcare affiliates and two senior managers pay a $7 million fine to resolve false claims act. Um, Justice Department announces new charges, convictions, and a sentencing and ongoing investigation targeting pandemic relief fund. A bunch of speeches. People love talking over in D.C., don't they? And Lafarge pleads guilty to conspiring to provide material support to foreign terrorist organizations. That is your Just Us Department news of the day. Thank you guys for hanging out for, as you guys do every day, 4 Central, 5 Eastern. I appreciate it very much. And uh, thank you guys for being here. As always, the scratch-offs are released. Who cares? Thank you, brother. I appreciate the cookie. Average Joe tacos today. It's Taco Tuesday. Average Joe Patriot. China. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Pamela. Nana. Who cares? Sean Joe. Nick the Greek. And many others. Thank you all for the love, support, and prayers over there on the on the foxhole.app and pill.net. I appreciate you all very much. I can't do this without you guys. Thank you for helping pay the bills and keep the lights on. Rocket drums. Everything kills and it's hard to navigate through all this shit. I know. We're all dead no matter what you do. So I guess live your life. But try to spread love while you live your life. Try to live your life lifting up others. Try to spread the word of God. Is that too much to ask? Is it too much to ask in our world? I appreciate you guys all very much. You guys have a great evening. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. See you guys back here tomorrow for another edition of Uncensored Abe. Much love and God bless you all. impossible as nothing more than motivation relish the opportunity to be an outsider embrace that label being an outsider is fine embrace the label because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference